Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. I love you, YouTube land. Send a little comment. That's very helpful on YouTube. If you're on Instagram seeing a video of mine, Tag a friend. Let someone know. I'm putting out these videos and they're not free. I'm just like, let me, let, me, let me be honest with you. I pay money to make these videos happen. They don't just come out of the, you know, they don't just rain down from the sky. They, there's, there's no video fairy just delivering me. Vi- we have a whole crew here. So make me feel like I'm making a good decision and uh, tag a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Um, also, I'm going to read uh, our sponsors. Always support the sponsors if they can support you because they support me. That's probably the best way I can describe it. Support the sponsors. Because, uh, if, they, if the sponsors support you, then you support the sponsor and they support me. See how we're all holding each other? It's like uh, it's that game, the monkey barrel game, where you pour out the monkeys and you try and pick them all up. That You're picking them up, they're picking me up, and that's how it works. Barrel of monkeys. So we got sponsors. Support them because they all got deals. It's in the description of every episode. I'll get to it. We're going to do a bunch of emails. And then I'm going to do a charcuterie chat, and then we're out of here. How's that sound? The Block and Rematch. J-Train, appreciate you getting me through quarantine. I hope you make a tour stop in North Carolina someday. I think I'm coming to Raleigh this fall. JaredFree.com. Would love to hear your thoughts around this. I matched with a guy on Hinge. We started chatting, and he asked to add me on Snapchat. I immediately thought, oh boy, enter the land of casual and unsolicited dick pics. So this is a listener. Um, So we had a nice video chat. Then he sent me Snapchat videos of him rubbing his member, hoping I'd give him a video in return, which I didn't. Man, the word member makes it sound like this is like I'm reading a the the the, them recounting this in court. He sent me a Snapchat video of him rubbing his member. It sounds like like the stenographer. Read it back, Elaine. Read it back. He rubbed his member in a video, which I didn't return. <laughs> Later, I messaged about us going on a date somewhere outside in public. I love that. So I actually like your move. You had the video chat. You're like, this went well enough. He sends the picture of himself rubbing himself. You're like, ooh, that's cute. You're not getting anything back. But we all make mistakes. Let's go out. And then that's I, I, I like that you didn't take it personally as much as you could have. I, you could have, and it would have been fine too. But it is, uh, I think it's funny. Later, I messaged about us. How about we go on a date? Are you done rubbing your member? Are you ready for a date, you animal? We're just going on a date somewhere outside in public because of Corona, which he didn't want to go for. He sent me, quote, I thought we clarified why we are hanging out. Clearly, he was just looking for a hookup, which I don't see how sending explicit Snapchat videos was a clarification. LOL. That's funny. I thought we had an agreement. 
We talk on video chat and I send you videos of me rubbing my shaft. This member must be rubbed over video. I told him we're on different pages, and he immediately removed me from Snapchat and Instagram. I unmatched him on Hinge. No further communication. Fast forward a couple of weeks, and he likes another photo on my profile to rematch. So they rematched on the dating app. Pretty sure this dude forgot he already matched with me and is going on a swiping binge. To mess with him, I rematched, and I sent a miss me message. Maybe uh, maybe petty, but you got to have fun in quarantine. Would love to hear your comments. So it's funny, like, what's the point where you're wasting your own time? Like, I think the initial conversation went well. He sends you a little bit of an explicit uh, video, and then you say, hey, let's go out. And he's like, hey, I told you what I'm here for. Then you're done. To, if he matches you on the app... He's not matching you because he's on a swipe binge. I think it's a very different thing. He's matching you on the app because he's still like, hey, I'm here. Just like you didn't take it personally when he sent the rubbing his member video and you gave him another shot. He's giving you another shot to rub his member. Do we understand? So... You're not that different from the person that you're dealing with. You're 10% away at least. So he sends the video. You give him another shot. You go, boys will be boys. Okay. No judgment from me to you. I think you're great. But this is what he's doing on the other side. He lets you like, he likes your uh, Hinge profile again. Because you said he's on a swipe binge, but you meant on Hinge. And you said he liked the picture. So I'm assuming it's Hinge. So this was a more thoughtful like. I think a swipe can be done like that. Swipes like that. Like, you have to like, all right, I'm in. And he's basically saying, didn't take it personally that you didn't want to touch my dick before, but still open to it. Still going to. And I understand to mess with him, I rematched and sent miss me message. It may be petty, but I got to have fun. As long as you can have fun with that, that's cool. But know that it is that is where the waste of time might come in because now you're allowing him to go to like lie. You're allowing him to go, no, I apologize. Uh, oh, no, I'm a different guy. Then you're going to get the member video again. It's like, oh, fuck. It kind of reminds me sometimes, sometimes, like this will always be low stakes for him. And you have to make sure it's low stakes for you. I'm not saying that it isn't, but I'm just saying that's the thing to be wary of because the next step is, Oh, hey, yeah, let's do this. And now you're in for another month with this guy who really doesn't care because he's sending his member videos to everybody. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Weird hinge answer. Thanks for all the great work. I saw this answer on a guy's hinge profile, and it struck me as odd. Wasn't sure what to make of it. Curious if you had any insight. It strikes me as a weird warning to have straight off the bat, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. Thanks again. So... This woman sent me this answer. I got to zoom in. Don't hate me if I pump the brakes and take a moment to evaluate where things are headed. It's, I think, you know, what's interesting about dating right now is that there's no, you know, again, I, I reference this statistic a lot. The age at first marriage. I don't know how much. It's changed a lot. Your parents, 
The age at first marriage is the age in the United States that people are getting married. Their first time. So your parents, the average age at first marriage may have been, let's call it 22. That has gone up significantly. So I do. So we're all kind of used to a different type of dating than our parents are used to. We're also used to more breakups than our parents are used to. If there's more, if we're getting married later, then you're seeing more people, then there's more breakups. This guy is afraid of getting told that he led someone along. And this is both sides' fault. This is this fault of guys being on apps to just hook up. So he's basically letting people know, hey, you might be someone I'm just hooking up with. And you got to be okay with it. That's kind of his, he's kind of like giving off like a warning flare. But that's also the fault of uh, people that get mad that you would even go on a date with someone that you wouldn't take seriously. The whole dating process is to figure out if this is a good match. So sometimes when someone feels it's a good match and the other person doesn't, they get blamed. Well, why'd you make me go on these dates? And now he's putting on his, on his hinge profile. I might, hey, 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 everybody, if you date me, there's a point where I might pump the brakes to see where this is going. Of course he would. That's what dating is. You're constantly pumping the brakes. I'm living with my significant other. We get through the day pumping brakes all day long. We're like, she's probably looking at me being like, this guy farted seven times today. What the fuck? Do I really want to be with this person long term? That's what dating is all about. So this is kind of a product of us dealing with the humanity that we all don't. Nobody likes breaking up with people. Nobody likes being like, I don't know if I want to be into this after three dates. Nobody likes conflict. So he's trying to avoid conflict as much as possible. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hook up with friend group. I have a girlfriend of a year that my neighbor's friend group know about but have not met. I have a girlfriend of a year that my neighbors and friend group know about but have not met. Over the past month of moving in, I've been getting feelings for one of them. I'm torn as I have a girlfriend. That said, I have if I made a move and got rejected, how should I proceed forward? I can't say with confidence that I wouldn't be down to hook up if that arose. I don't want to be around someone who rejected me, but my roommate and I do have a good friend circle here with them. Would I be in the wrong to distance myself if I got turned down? This is obviously a man writing in. Uh, because it's like, yeah, I'd fuck her, but I don't know what, what I do. It's like, this is how men write in. P.S. She moves out of state in November. My roommate is also hooking up with one of the friends as well. This is a very confusing email. All I know is it starts with, I have a girlfriend of a year uh, that, that I have a girlfriend of a year. That's first. You're done with that girlfriend. You need to end that relationship. You need to, first things first. You are having feelings for other people and you're uh, toying with the idea of pursuing those other people. That is not your problem right now. Your problem right now is that you're over a current relationship and every day you stay in that relationship is a day that you're lying to someone that you don't hate and that you care about and you don't want to hurt. So I would encourage you, first things first, to have a talk with your girlfriend and end it. You had a good run. You tried it out. It's not for you. Take time. Take time. And I, I understand, I, I think what he's saying is like, well, I got till November to make this happen with the girl that I'm kind of thinking about in my friend group and I don't want to ruin the friend. And it's like, ah, cut that out. Do the right thing. Give this girl a call. 
hey, I'm just, this isn't the match for me, and I feel really badly about it, but we we should really just figure out a way to, you know, get beyond this relationship. And I and I I know I'm hurting you, but I'm sorry this isn't the match for me. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. How and when to ask for a date. I'm such a fan of this podcast and you up. Your daily episodes have kept me sane during the quarantine. Obsessed with your bachelor screams. I'm live screaming um, the recap episodes, the three-hour recap. I like the three-hour recap. I would take – I don't know if I would take I, – I do like – I guess I know some of these people. I want to, like, meet the other people. We miss some of the fun stuff. So the three-hour recap episodes are fun. I matched with this guy on Bumble just over a week ago. I'm so picky when it comes to guys, and it's even worse on dating apps. So it's great that I actually feel a spark with this guy. I got drunk a few nights after we have been talking, and I knew he wouldn't be awake, so I sent, hey, text me tomorrow with my number. He texted me that morning. We have, uh, we have been since. We both are slow to text back, so it's been semi-hard to get to know each other. I really want to meet this guy in person, but I already made the first move on Bumble and by, and, uh, Bumble and by giving him my number. Do you suggest I mention a date or meet in person, or do I wait? Uh, need to wait until he makes that move? If I should, any clever ways to go about this? P.S. We live in Ohio, so stay-at-home orders are lifted now. So I appreciate the email. I think there's this thing. There's a certain type of person and that 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 believes that their situation is independent to them and the specific uh, situation is i'm so picky when it comes to guys it's even worse on dating apps everyone is picky everyone is uh finding that they don't like everyone on a dating app you're not alone don't think I think what happens when you're the I'm so picky person is you meet one person that's pretty good and you go, oh, this is our movie. Oh, my. Oh, and then the sound of music starts playing and it's like the hills are alive. I found the one. He said, how you doing? How's your weekend? I can't believe we found each other on this dating app. Like, it's not that. You haven't even gotten to step one. Step one is the date. This is step, you know, negative one. So, I know you're worried about messing. the. This is all it is. You have each other's numbers. Great. Stop. I, I don't think you're, you're not going to get to know each other in this textual relationship. All you do, hey, this has been a lot of fun texting. Let me know when you want to get together. That's all you have to do. Leave it at that. And I know what you're saying. Well, I like him. I want to make sure it happens. You can't make sure. You can't push a string. So, hey, it's been a lot of fun texting. Let me know when we can get together. And I, I think what people do is that they want to believe that the person they're talking to isn't thinking or doesn't have the ability that they do. You have the ability to make a plan, so he has the ability to make a plan. You have given him all the tools to make that plan. He is capable. He gets up every day and feeds himself food. 
that is the amount of of of, of ability you need to write back Tuesday, eight o'clock, meet me at the park. Wednesday, seven o'clock, let's go for a walk. That's easy. And I know we want to believe because we don't want to think that someone is actively turning us down. So we we think uh we think that people are just, oh, he's just bad at texting. Or or maybe he didn't get it. He got it. He got it. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Ghosting with benefits. Jared, big fan of your podcast. Uh, making the quarantine more tolerable. Thanks for that. I have a situation with a guy that has been driving me crazy for months, and I'd like your insight on it. A few months ago, I met a guy. And it was all great at first, as most of them are. After weeks of hanging out nonstop and having a lot of fun together, he ghosted me. Some time passed. We ended up seeing each other out and eventually started hooking up every weekend. Even if we were out uh, with other people, we would always end up together. We would hook up and have fun, but we also often got into arguments. I asked him to be friends with benefits. And he got offended and upset and told me he couldn't do that because he wanted more with me but was too much of a mess to truly be with me. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't believe that he really wanted to be in a relationship with me, but I couldn't understand why he wouldn't accept being friends with benefits. I asked basically, what are we doing anyways? We were hooking up every weekend without ex- expecting any commitment and still texted here and there throughout the week. So why was he so weird about it? Here's what he was weird about. Friends with benefits is actually this guy wants zero responsibility to you. He and a guy who will ghost once will ghost you twice. So you guys are hanging out, having a lot of fun together. He ghosted. Then you see each other out when you ghost someone and you see them out and then they hook up with you. That is a nonverbal contract agreement to this guy. He's basically saying, oh, she's cool with me doing whatever the hell I want when I want, and she wants to hook up. So he is thinking that you, he's acting as if you are on the same wavelength as him, which is probably not true. He is on a wavelength where it's like, when I want to fuck, when I want to get naked, this girl's ready to uh, pick up that call. But I don't have to do anything for her. And friends with benefits would in would insinuate that you are a friend of her to this person. When you're a friend, you go to like uh, they you pick up their calls. I pick up the calls of my friends. I text my friends. I text them back. I I go to dinner with my friends. I, I get lunch with my friends. I say hi to my friends. I ask how they're doing. He doesn't want to do any of those things. So he is basically saying, I want this purely sexual i want no responsibility to you and that's why he got weird he's like no 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 and what he does is he does this whole the reason i laughed before he he would be with me but he's too much of a mess no that's him romanticizing who he is so that you will stay away sometimes this like guys will do this thing where they'll try and speak in romantic comedy to uh, the woman that they're with to like ward them off Oh, you don't understand. I'm a mess. Oh, you don't want to be with this. I'm a tire fire. Oh, my God. And they go, oh, I'm a mess, too. I understand. Ooh, he he can't be loved. No, no, no. He's trying to get you away from being more than just someone he calls to hook up. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We'll do one more email, then charcuterie chat. We're sponsored. Here are the sponsors. You support them. They support me if they support you. Feature socks. These are great socks. They are built for your feet. They never slip down in your shoes. They're awesome. Features.com. Use code JTRAIN for $10 off your first pair. FabFitFun. Love FabFitFun. You're going to get something out of the box that you're going to love. You can choose your stuff, too. Variety of beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness products to customize your box. Get $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Feel CBD. I am a CBD user on a daily basis. Uh, I love Feels, and Feels is the reason I got into it. What I love about Feels, they have a hotline number. You can talk to someone if you're nervous about it. You don't know what about it. So Feels.com slash JTrain. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash JTrain for 50% off your first order and free shipping. MeUndies, get the world's softest underwear delivered right to your door on the regular with a monthly subscription. Go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain for 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Noom, love Noom. Little changes lead to big ones. If you're struggling with your weight in quarantine, you're not alone. Develop a better relationship with food and your body at Noom.com slash JTrain and start losing weight for good. Great sponsors this week. Okay. I got chlamydia for my exclusive relationship. Papa J, love your podcast. I've tagged many a bitch. Thanks so much for the last perspective. I'm in a bit of a tricky situation. Could really use some unbiased advice. Been dating my boyfriend for about six months, and we've been exclusive for about three of those months. So far, everything is going extremely well from my expe- uh, perspective. He's told me he feels the same. He has met my standard across the board, and I've had no real red flags up to this point. Honestly, it's the best I've ever felt about a relationship, but I've been really happy. For context, he's 28, I'm 27. When we first started dating, having sex, we were using condoms, mostly at my request. But later on, when we had the talk about being exclusive, we also covered the unsexy but important conversation of ST. STI, testing history and birth control. I asked him if he'd been tested and he said yes. I assumed we were on the same page about what that meant and I had negative tests for everything a couple days prior so that at that point we stopped using condoms. Fast forward three months. Recently I was having symptoms of what I thought was a UTI but almost after, uh, but after almost a week of antibiotics my symptoms weren't improving and so I asked my boyfriend whether there was any possibility I should be concerned in terms of STDs. He said he didn't think so because he hasn't slept with anybody else since we've been together, but did admit that while he had been honest in saying that he had been tested before, he did have unprotected sex a few times between being tested and when we got together. He had never had any symptoms, so I assumed all was well, but offered to get tested right away just in case. He followed through, got tested next day. Today, he let me know his screen came back positive for chlamydia. I'm trying not to jump to conclusions for or shame him here, as I know it's theoretically possible that symptoms of an STD may not present themselves for a while after being infected. However, when I went back to my doctor to get tested, get the correct antibiotics, she commented that it's while it's possible for him to have been infected prior to us being exclusive, it's not likely as symptoms do typically present themselves within a couple of weeks and that I should be smart about how I interpret the situation given it's been about three months since we stopped using condoms. When my 
my boyfriend and I sat down to talk about it further, and I brought it up my what my doc said. He's, he was beside himself, and he's a guy who typically keeps his cool. He said he completely understands why I'm asking questions, as obviously it lo- this looks really bad and puts us in a shitty position and apologize if he misled me about the timing of his past STD test, but he swears up and down that he hasn't cheated in any way, shape, or form and doesn't know he can definitely prove it. But he says he's willing to do whatever it takes to maintain my trust, as I mean a lot to him, and he does, doesn't want me to have a shred of doubt moving forward. My gut instinct was to believe him. He hasn't given me any other reason to be suspicious of his character. He constantly, consistently follows through on things he says he'll do and comments he, uh, he makes, me, makes to me and other people from what I've gathered from meeting his friends, family, and everyone seems to have a lot of respect for him and does go out of their way to tell me how much of a stand-up guy he is. I've gotten the sense that he's had fun in the dating game but have picked up no signals that he has a history of shady behavior, cheating, lying, etc. in previous relationships. However, I can't help but feel concerned that he wasn't exactly honest in the beginning when I asked him outright about whether he'd been tested for STDs. To me, my question clearly meant, have you been tested since the last time you had unprotected sex? And it makes me wonder whether he genuinely didn't think he was at risk or just flat out lied to me. Extrapolating that further... Man, if you use the word extrapolating, this is a serious email. If he lied, then does that mean he's likely lying now about not sleeping with anyone else? I'm not sure what to do here. I do not want to. I don't want to put him uh, through the ringer if he's telling the truth and understand that we all make mistakes. He's also not the first guy I've encountered who mistakenly thinks he's invincible when it comes to sexual health. And I can't honestly say that I've been 100% perfect when it comes to protecting myself in the past. But in the case, I do. In this case, I do feel like like I tried to take the appropriate precautions and ended up in a crappy situation that put both my reproductive health and the trust in our relationship at risk. I don't want to be too dramatic here. I don't think she's being too dramatic. This is a very well-written email, um, and it presents a lot of issues that, again, are probably above my pay grade. Uh, I have opinions, but I also don't know enough about how chlamydia gets trans, uh, transmitted. But I'm going to give an opinion, but I'm just like, before we get into this, the I'm not a doctor. I'm also not like aware of the... You know, I, I, it seems unethical. I don't know. I'm just not aware of a lot of things. So, you know, you're coming from a guy that's doesn't, you know, I, in this situation, I, I'm going to give opinions, but I don't want to be too dramatic here, but I also have a history of uh, letting people off the hook when in hindsight, I probably should have uh, held them more accountable. So I guess I have a couple questions for you from a male perspective. Do you think it's possible he really didn't feel like he was lying to me about his testing status when we first agreed to be monogamous? So I do think considering how the email's written and considering what this person is saying where she says there's no other instance I've never, you know, it'd be one thing if she was like he's on his phone, I see other names, but she hasn't given that at all. I do think it's an icky. I think like there's this idea of like what she said is right. There's guys out there that think they're uh, like they're Superman. They're never going to be affected by these things. So I do understand that. Um, I think for this guy, I think it's icky when you go, hey, let's be exclusive. Have you had a test? And you go, yeah, I've had a test. And then it's like, well, when was the last person you had sex with? And then. The ickiness comes and probably what he wanted to avoid is that gray area of when we started dating and when I stopped seeing other people. 
and that's like this like very weird, tough subject. Again, I'm not defending him. I'm saying what could have the way this went down, it could have went down a certain way where he was avoiding uncomfortable conversations because he thought he could get away with it. If he was like, yeah, I got tested. And then he's going, well, I did have sex with that one girl, but she was cool. And that was before that wasn't. And, and he was like, I shouldn't tell her about this because that's really uncomfortable. We had already gone on four dates and I was really into her. But I also had this other situation that came up. I can understand that as, as much as I'm not defending it. If it's likely he did tell a careless lie at that point, is it silly for me to have any faith in what he's saying now? I don't think it's silly to have faith in what he's saying. I think this goes on his resume. I think this goes on the earning back trust where it's going to take time. It's going to take effort from him. And it's going to, you know, if next week you see something weird, it can't be just that weird thing. If next week, a, you know, a, a Snapchat account comes up that you never recognize or that he never used Snapchat and all of a sudden he's using it, then that has to be connected to this. If this has nothing else to connect it to, I can see where you're not silly for giving him a shot and being like, hey, the, you know, there's this beginning gray area of relationships where we weren't exclusive, but we made a decision. To be you know what I mean? I. I don't think it's silly to trust them because of the way the email's written and because of how thoughtful you've been. But it'd be silly to not to just forget this. For uh, you know, to if if next week something weird happens or next week he's getting weird and not talking to you as much, I think it's okay. You are building a relationship resume with this person and the past things that happen have to be taken into account for future things that may come up. Three, if I give him the benefit of the doubt, what is fair for me to expect moving forward in terms of rebuilding trust? I agree that there's no real way for him to prove he didn't hook up with anyone else, so I probably have to make a decision about whether to take his word for it and move forward one way or another. I just don't want to make the wrong call here. I really care about this guy, but also respect myself enough to want to be as rational and fair as I can. I don't think there's a wrong move. If you ended it today, that ain't wrong. You'll find someone great. If you kept in it, that's not the wrong move either. You, you say, okay. I can understand how this happened. I'll believe the way you're presenting it, and we move forward. But again, you don't forget the past. You own the past. Okay, I'm not going to hate you for it, but it, it's going to be, you know, it's like a three-strike rule. This is probably one and a half strikes, and you go, and you just don't, the, those strikes don't go away. Now, a year from now, when nothing happens and you guys get in an argument and then you go, well, you fucked someone else and you gave me chlamydia. Like, I'm not sure. That's a year from now where nothing else has happened. Again, this is <clears throat> I don't think trust is built off of one thing or lost off of one thing. I think it takes a series of things to look at someone and go and, and, I, and I understand like the I don't want to look silly. But I think that's a perspective that you need to try and get over. No one's watching you. You're not an episode of The Real Housewives. No one's judging you. Everyone wants to find someone that they can trust and be with, and you're just trying to figure that out. The idea that, oh, can you believe she keeps going back to him? I, I, I don't think you should beat yourself up for moving forward and, and trusting in someone that... Because people, everyone lets people down all the time. So, again... 
based on the email, based on the situation, I am not a doctor, so I don't know all the you know the the timelines. But if a doctor said that it's highly unlikely, I do think that may in this gray period where you guys were technically not exclusive, but it would be uncomfortable to tell you that he's been with someone else. This is kind of that part of the Venn diagram is where he got fucked. And I think he didn't, he thought he was invincible and thought, well, that one person isn't the one that gave me chlamydia and she, and they did. And that's it. So tough email. I, I'm sorry this is happening. I think this is as much opinion as I can give. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a charcuterie chat. Hit the music. Shelby. On today's charcuterie chat, this is uh, I got sent this board from a user. Now, if we look at it, it is a mess. I, 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 if I look at the board and it's just a sea of colors that I can't distinguish between cracker and cheese, there's a mistake that's been made. I, 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 I don't understand why we're filling the boards like this. And, and you know what is a lack of confidence? They don't want to make a decision, so they just spray. They just pack up the board. They don't want to make a decision. They don't want someone to go. Well, where's the where's the brie? And you go. Well, I forgot the brie. And then, then you have a friend take notes. Oh, I guess you're not a brie person. This is a this is a person who lacks confidence. These boards that are full to the brim is they're saying, I got to put everything on so that nobody can call me out on the decision I've made. I've made. Make a decision. Make a decision. Choose a cheese. Choose a cracker. Own the cracker. Own the fruit. Own the honey. Own the jams. Own your board. It might suck, but at least it's you. At least you didn't just try and make a board for everybody because you're never going to do that. So now instead of making a board for yourself, you squeezed in ham on top of fruit, on top of everything else. You couldn't even find a place for the for the knives to fit so it's just got to be sprawled over all the uh, over the whole plate if i saw this board at a party i would go up to the person who planned the party and i would go come here come here come come talk to me are you okay do you, do you need are you is there anything i can do for you are you are you are you okay what's wrong you know you're beautiful you know you're smart. You know you're capable. You don't have to make a, a board like this. You can be you. That's what I would say to them. Because with a board like this, it is such a mess. It is such a cluttered clusterfuck of a board that it can only mean that they were so afraid of getting judged about the things that didn't go on that they just put everything on. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send yours into jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com that is today's episode we're here every monday through friday keep telling your friends keep telling your coworkers. we'll be back next week boom or back next episode boom